This is Wyman and Bob on Seattle Sports Station. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Streaming live on the Seattle Sports app and at seattlesports.com. Now, here are your hosts, Dave Wyman and Bob Stelton. Well, the draft is approaching, and it's an exciting time for the Seattle Seahawks. We spent a lot of time talking about these mock drafts and who may be coming to the Seahawks at pick number five. And one of the latest ones we've seen has a member of that Clemson Tiger team coming to the Seahawks at five. And who better to give us a scouting report on players coming out of Clemson than the voice of the Clemson Tigers with us on the Emerald Queen Casino Sportsbook Hotline. Don Munson is with us. Don, how are you, man? I am great. Appreciate y'all having me on. Well, we we appreciate you taking the time. And we've been doing this. You know, mock drafts are fun. They're great conversation pieces. And everybody's got a little different spin on it. And one of the latest ones we've seen with the Seahawks picking at number five, if they don't trade back, has a man named Miles Murphy, an edge rusher out of Clemson, coming to the Seattle Seahawks. And we said, let's get some insight. Let's talk about some of these Clemson players. So you're the perfect guy. What What do you make of Miles Murphy? Give us a scouting report. Well, Miles won. He's a he's a physical specimen, all right. So he's everything that you want coming out of the box that would say defensive end in the National Football League. Probably the most surprising thing about Miles, and this will this will hold true when he when he gets to uh, uh, when he gets to Indianapolis and goes to the Wear Olympics, is um, it's going to be his speed. He's got speed and he's got raw power, and those are two things as a defensive end that you can usually do a lot of damage with uh, in the league. Uh, I, I really like – I don't think that he's really scratched the surface of, of what he is going to be. I think that easily his best his best years are still ahead of him, and I can understand why the Seahawks would be very interested in taking him. Yeah, Don, you know, the, one of the things I, I felt like he's, he's really refined. Some of the things that he does fits into the NFL really well. One of them is uh, the guys here use a, use a phrase tight to the fight. He really, uh, you know, uses every bit of his leverage trying to get, you know, run the corner, that figure eight drill that D linemen do. Looks like he's been doing that for, for a long time. Is, uh, is that the case? I mean, is he one of these guys that's been a football junkie his whole life? Yeah, I think that he. I think that he has, but I think to be really honest with you, his three years here at Clemson, I think, even amplified that even more, just because of some of the guys that he was around, and, and forget just this past season, but even prior to that, some of the some of the folks that have already come through Clemson that have made it on to the National Football League, and he watched them work, and I think that rubbed off on him, and you know he's he's a guy. That you're right. He's he's not afraid of contact. He's a great edge setter. I mean, he is great at setting the edge, and that that to me is one of the most overlooked things because it's it's not something that shows up on a stat sheet. You just don't see it. Hey, edge setting. Hey, how many times did he set the edge? That doesn't show up on a stat sheet. But that's he does all the little things that make people around him better. So is there, in looking at what he does right now and, and projecting him to the NFL level, what, what in his game needs to improve, if anything? Is there something you look at within his skill set that you think needs to change? You know, that, that's, I would probably say, you know, you've got to be able to get to the quarterback. All right, so if you go and you look at his, stat, at his sack numbers, his sack numbers at Clemson aren't amazing. I mean, they just, they just aren't. But I think a lot of that has to do with, the philosophy of defense that, that Clemson went about playing, they weren't always counting on Miles to be the guy to get to the quarterback. If you go back and you and you look at the at Miles' time 
here at Clemson, you'll see there are a lot of different names that are up there that will have three, four, five, six sacks over that period of time. But there hasn't been that one guy that's just gone out and gone crazy with 12 or 15 sacks in a year. But that would be the one thing that, that, he, that if he wants to be special in the league, that's the thing I would say that he's got to learn how to do. How do you get to the quarterback? And how do you do that consistently? He's usually, if they're going to put him, I think, where they're going to put him over at, at right defensive end, that means he's going against the best guy on the offensive line each and every Sunday. Then he's got to learn how to do that. He's got to learn how to beat that guy and beat that guy consistently. Hey, Don, so uh, tell us about his leadership, his off the field. You know, when when goes to the combine, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, the interview and uh, that whole thing. What kind, of a, what kind of a guy is he to his team and then off the field? You know, he's, he's a guy that uh, I don't know that I would call him effervescent, but he's not <laughs> stoic either. He's somewhere in between. He, he, he knows how to make his voice heard. Uh, he's, not, he's not extraordinarily outgoing, but he is extraordinarily smart. And he's, he is very well-spoken. He will present himself in a very professional manner, and that may be – that may be the best word to describe Miles is, is professional. And I think that's also something that if you are any team in the league, that's the kind of guy that you're looking for because he's not just going to make your locker room better. He's not going to just make your, your team better. But he's, gonna, he's never going to embarrass you, never going to embarrass you. And he's going to do things in the community that probably people don't even realize that he's doing, and he's not going to seek publicity for it. He's just going to do it because he knows it's the right thing to do. Don Munson, the voice of the Clemson Tigers, is our guest here with Wyman and Bob, Seattle Sports Station on 710, taking a look at some players coming out uh, of this Clemson program that have been mocked to Seattle. And it's interesting, Don, I'm looking at this, one of the latest on NFL.com. You you scroll down to pick number 20, which is also a Seahawks pick, and they've got another Clemson player, uh, defensive tackle Brian Bruzzi, uh, coming to the Seattle Seahawks. What what can you tell us about him? You know, Brian Bruzzi is a guy that, to be really honest with you, was never healthy at Clemson for one reason or the other. Just was was never healthy. He battled through mono, you know, one one time. This past year, if you don't know the backstory, his younger sister died from cancer, and so that was that was weighing on him as he was going through the summer and then into this end of the year. They actually had a had a day where Ella was going to be at the game, and she was here. She showed up on Tuesday, was on campus and then had to leave campus on Thursday to be rushed to the hospital. Uh, and then, unfortunately, only, only lived another maybe week uh, after that. So Brian fought through a lot of things physically and mentally here at Clemson. Brian, whoever gets Brian Bercy is getting a steal. Is getting an absolute, if you can get him at 20, you're getting an absolute steal at 20 because he's a guy, I think, that had not this stuff happened, he could have easily been one of the top two or three picks in this draft. No problem whatsoever. He's that kind of talent. He can play inside. He can play outside. Uh, and, again, the character that you have with a guy like Brian Brissee is extraordinary. I, I love everything about Brian Brissee. I will be shocked if Brian Brissee drops to 20. Uh, I, I guarantee you when he gets to the combine uh, that that number is going to go way, way up. Yeah, I 
this guy's really interesting to watch, Don. I mean, he it's he kind of reminds me a little bit of Cortez Kennedy in that he kind of just goes wherever he wants to go. But, um, you know, uh, same question for him, uh, you know, as far as like what can he what can he get better at? And what do you think are what's what's his upside? Because it looks like it looks like a guy that's fairly raw. But but he is, as you said, really a good, good football player. Yeah, I don't know there's a lot that he can get better at. You know, they're going to play him at defensive tackle. Whoever takes him is going to play him uh, at defensive tackle. And he's going to be one of these guys that just flat-out manhandles people, particularly. You know, I think that's the other thing that we have to realize is that, you know, they're drafting this kid. He's 20, 21 years old at, at this point in time. But I'm telling you, by the time that this kid is 24, 25, 26, he's going to be an all-pro. I mean, I don't have any doubt about that. Barring injury, this kid is going to be is going to be an All Pro, and I I think he's got Hall of Fame kind of potential about it. That's I think he's got longevity. There's nothing. His motor runs all the time. He knows how to play football. He's not afraid of contact. He loves contact. As a matter of fact, he eats, sleeps, and drinks this stuff. Uh, Brian Brian is is one of. If I had to take anybody off this team. It probably is Brian Brissett. Goodness, that's quite a that's quite an endorsement for it. him. Now, you, you, obviously, going through that tragedy is is unimaginable, and you, and you talked about uh, going through mono as well. Have there been injuries? You, you you mentioned that you know staying healthy was problematic. Were were there injuries that were of concern, or was it just about what you just talked about with the mono and obviously the family tragedies? Well, mono is when he had a hand injury. I think that was back in his freshman campaign that he had a. That he had a hand injury, so but that's fine. There's, there's nothing wrong there, and I, I realize you know in the NFL they'll they'll make sure they go through all the medical uh, with that. But there's there's no problem with 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 his hand. Uh, so it's just it's always just kind of been little things. But you know, in in the when you're a professional, you play with little things. I don't know that you necessarily always do that in college, but when you're pro, you always do it. Uh, so you know, again, Brian, I don't have any doubts of what Brian Brissy is going to be. Yeah, you're right about that. That's a that's a huge part of it. Uh, so, who would you say is is next, uh, Don? I'm, I'm looking at Trenton Simpson. The thing I loved about him, he just he loves to hit. But would you say that you know maybe he's uh, the next guy on the list, or would it be KJ Henry? No, it's, it's going to be Trenton. I don't think there's any. And it's funny because uh, you know prepping, getting ready to do this with you all, I went back and I looked at all kinds of mock drafts, and in some mock drafts, some place. Somebody has at least one person has all three of these guys going to Seattle. And it's, you know, <laughs> twenty, the twenty. What do y'all have? The twenty-six, something like that. Something pick twenty. You know, somewhere there, all all of these guys at some point in time are going to Seattle, which which I love. <laughs> uh, so, what the trend is, he's kind of today's linebacker. He's big. He's athletic. He's fast. He can cover the tight end. He can take care of a back. If you need him to drop, maybe plays a little safety look, he can certainly do that. Uh, the game has really slowed down for Trenton as he's been here at, at Clemson. That's probably been first and foremost. But, you know, it's it's the athleticism that really stands out with, with Trenton Simpson. I mean, you just, you just don't find guys that are, that are big, fast, and athletic like Trenton Simpson is who also – knows the game. And I think that's the other important part is that he's not just an athlete that's out there playing. This kid knows the game and knows 
knows how the pieces in front of him fit, what his job at linebacker is, how to read what's going on in front of him. That's that's Trenton Simpson. So outside of Trenton, is there, is there a player, Don, that you feel like is not being talked about that is coming out from Clemson that we should keep an eye on? You know, you mentioned KJ. KJ, probably, to be really honest with you, is going to be a guy. I don't know that he's a second day guy. He's probably more a third day guy. But, but I can see KJ Henry certainly making a team and and being a big part of that team. He led Clemson in sacks early on uh, in the season, and then people started game planning around him a little bit, and so that I think took a a little bit away uh, from him. So he would, he would certainly be. One of the fellows that you would say, and I would say to Jordan McFadden, an offensive lineman. Now, Jordan played left tackle for us at Clemson. He's probably going to move to the guard spot, and he's actually snapped some. Clemson cross-trained him a little bit at center. I could also see him maybe being being taken and moved to the center position in the National Football League. So I, I would say McFadden would be a guy that's also on that list that probably people, as they look at Clemson right now, aren't necessarily looking at that can be a guy they can have some longevity uh, in the league. And when you're drafting offensive linemen, that's usually what you're drafting for, is that you're, you're looking usually most offensive lines, unless you're a, unless you're a first-round pick, all right, that's a plug-and-play guy. Other than that, you're, you're probably a guy that's going to get drafted and expected to, you know, you get a year, and then you need to contribute year number two. And that, that can certainly be a, a guy like Jordan. Jordan, I think, is probably a little bit more of a developmental guy, but very worth the – worth the while in spinning a draft pick on. Hey, Don, it must have been fun for you to watch Trevor Lawrence do what he did this year, take his team to the playoffs, get a win, and uh, tell us a, a little bit about uh, him. You must take a lot of a lot of pride being a Clemson guy, watching him tear up the NFL. Well, you know, it's, it's fun for us here because Jacksonville just being not that far from us, about a five-hour drive, to not only have Trevor there, but also Travis Etienne, the, right. the running back, uh, that, that was obviously those two played a lot of football together uh, here at, at Clemson. But it's not, obviously I think the move from Urban Meyer over to Coach Peterson, or Peterson is, has been tremendous for Trevor. Uh, you, you, now you've got a guy that's played the position, that's won, you know, guy that's won a national championship, that's won a, that's won a, a Super Bowl as, as your coach. And I think that at Jacksonville now they just got to get other pieces of the puzzle and start building around that. Uh, particularly on that offensive line, at time Trevor is just running for his life uh, back there, so you, he needs a little bit of help, I think, up front. But again, Trevor, I think, is beginning to scratch the surface. I mean, there was there was a reason that this kid was the number one player coming out of high school. I mean, when he stepped on campus, I mean, it, it was it was like an Adonis stepping on campus. I mean, the kid was six five, six six when he stepped on campus already, about two hundred and twenty pounds. You know, just give him another couple of years, and he's going to be playing at that 235, 240 level and, and just got an absolute rocket of an arm. Can watch him when he throws, when he rolls left. When, tra- when, when, when Trevor rolls left, he may be the best throw of the football throwing against his body of anybody I've ever seen. I mean, it's, it's incredible the tools uh, that he has. But, yeah, we're, we're very proud, obviously, of, of what Trevor has done so far and what I think he's going to do. Uh, I think he's... You know, the league right now has got all these 20-something quarterbacks, and Trevor's certainly going to be one of those. 
Don Munson, the voice of the Clemson Tigers, has been our guest here with Wyman and Bob, Seattle Sports Station on 710. Don, thanks so much for taking the time and giving us a scouting report on these guys. We'll see how many of these uh, Clemson alum end up on the Seahawks roster. It's going to be fun. Well, I can guarantee you, if you get any of them, you're going to be very pleased uh, with what you get. I always appreciate spreading a little gospel of the Clemson Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> there you go. There's Don Munson. Very excited about the uh, – prospects of some of those kids coming out hall of fame potential there <laughs> my goodness well they get a little fired up but i mean if you are he those are good players man and yeah. you know same thing we uh, we talked to the guy from georgia you know if you if you go to ohio state alabama what else lsu i think if it's not I'm going to just ignore who the players are and what position and just look at what school they come from <laughs> yeah. and that'll determine whether it's a, su- a success or failure what he went to northwestern Psh, yeah great well, every once in a while, you get a guy from <laughs> Purdue, Ugh. you know. Uh, really? No. Left goes hometown <laughs> of one of his many. But... I'll tell Cliff you said that. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's, now. Listen, the he, he's a diamond. He's a diamond amongst a bunch of coal out there. That's what he you is. You know who else? Craig Terrell, which I believe we're going to try to get him on for the, he went to Purdue? the series. He did. Okay. Yeah. And... Uh, who else? Karloftis, the kid that's playing in the Super Purdue Bowl. Purdue turns him out, actually. They have a lot of defensive guys that come out. Yeah. They had. And Drew Brees, of course. Of Drew course. Brees, of yeah. course. You know, that, Colvin. that's where my fir- I played my first college game was at Purdue when I uh, played at Stanford. My, my rookie year, I got in at the end because Elway was just torching him. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, our guy, uh, Chris Everett. He, uh, <laughs> Jim Everett. Jim Everett <laughs> was the quarterback, and he threw me a pick six, and I dropped it. Oh, it's still one of the most games or plays that I that haunts me the most. Did it hit you right in the hands. It was garbage time. Yeah, I was dropped back in my zone. I was on the ten yard line. He threw it right to me. Bing, <laughs> bounced off. And I'm like, my my freshman year, I could have got a pick six in the very first game against and, Jim Everett. Yeah, and I was never the same. <laughs> you had no faith in your hands after that. Uh, c- coming up, we'll talk more about some of these bets, but it's always it's always funny to see some of the props that people can put money on if they wanted to, yeah. like, you know, outside of the game. You're you're betting on things that don't have anything to do with the game, like the national anthem. That one drives me nuts. The length? Yeah, I mean, I don't. The over-under is two minutes and five seconds. That seems like such a stupid thing to bet on. There's a lot of people that have a, have a problem, Dave, and they're going to put money on anything. The, the one thing <laughs> I always wondered about that, though, like what if somebody's in cahoot, like, you know, whoever's singing it controls that entirely. If they want to hold a note a little bit longer yeah. and they have a buddy that wants to put, you know, a couple grand down. I mean, yeah. it's probably one of those where there's a max. You yeah, know, if you go to Vegas or whatever, like you, the maximum bet is a thousand bucks or something yeah, like that. <laughs> I would think. Yeah, you're right because you could, if they've got a good friend who, hey man, I'm struggling, I can't pay the rent. So if you drag this out by three seconds, yeah, daddy's going to be able to pay the rent for a couple months. <laughs> That's exactly right. So yeah, that one's uh, yeah, kind of kind of dumb, but I, I like the the one we talked about earlier with uh, the Patrick Mahomes play. But that leaves it open for a lot of interpretation. Yeah. Well, what about this? Wh- which of these happens first? A mention of the Kelsey Bowl, because you've got a Kelsey on either side, or they show a parent, one of the Kelsey parents. Uh, I think that they show the mom. I, I haven't. Have we seen the dad? I, th- I don't. If I don't, we have, I don't know what he looks like. Yeah, I don't either. We I, know what the mom looks like. 
just an adorable lady, right? She's got these two boys, and yeah, it's just it's just really cool. She was on the red carpet last yeah. night. Yeah. yeah. So the the favorite is to have Kelsey Bowl mentioned. That's the favorite. That's minus two hundred. Having a parent shown is plus one fifty. Okay. What about this? How many patties on Andy Reid's post game burger? <laughs> That, I saw that, and I'm like, well, is that a tradition that he does every time? I have no idea, but that's another one that certainly could be manipulated if right. somebody says, Andy, you're my guy. I, I, I'm taking two. I'm betting on two. You got to make it true. You know, The over-under is one and a half, so they're trying to say it's going to be one or two. Okay. Well, so, I mean, he's a big guy. So, But you know, I, I like kind of like the commercial ones. The How many commercials will have a dog? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's you're doing good work if you're showing dogs. Don't you feel like any animal, any like horses for the Budweiser commercials always are a big hit? The Clydesdales. It just seems like anytime you put an animal in there and you, you tug on people's heartstrings with it in one way or make it funny with an animal, it just it's always one that people go, yeah, that was a good one. I, I answered this. I was on with Brandy Cruz on the FM side, and I called it the, the Shetland Ponies. Uh, <laughs> the Clydesdales. No, the Clydesdales. That's the op- opposite. Uh, remember the one where the guy raises the Clydesdale horse, and then he has to ship it off to Budweiser, and then they're at a parade, and the horse comes over to him. Yes. Gets loose and goes I do over remember it. Those are, I'm, those are the ones I'm a sucker for. <laughs> yeah. I can watch people, you know, snap their limbs and bleed everywhere. I don't feel a thing. Then I see an animal moment, and I'm like... <laughs> trying yeah. to choke back tears. There's been some... The one disgusting one I thought was the Dorito dust. I mean, it is true that when you eat the Doritos, the dust gets on your fingers. But right. there was one where a guy was going around and licking other people's fingers, ah, which I thought I that, remember would, that, that would drive Bob nuts. That's disgusting. I did, I'm did. i glad I didn't see that. You know that what one. else is disgusting is our listeners' effort right now with mean text. You've got to be kidding me. It's before the Super Bowl. And you got nothing. You think, are they on the weed? They must be smoking weed or something. <laughs> are they on the it's weed? It's awful. What Is the heck? Killing their production and motivation? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just lazy. Oh, oh man. I, I can't. I don't have enough energy to send in a mean text to Wyman and Bob. They're all going to come at at Wyman now. <laughs> 866-979-3776, powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. The challenge has been issued from Dave Wyman. Pro- slackers. Prove to him you're not a slacker who's on the weed. <laughs> We got mean text coming up in about 20 minutes. Uh, We'll get into some of the better prop bets and give our Super Bowl predictions coming up next with Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports Station on 710. Wyman and Bob. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports Station. You called for him, Dave. Some mean text. Some of them are just mean. There's no humor attached to them. <laughs> so. Yeah, there was a couple of those, but I guess everybody has a different uh, definition. But they, yeah, the, all of a sudden they're flowing in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but send it. Yeah, whatever you like. Just get creative. I guess some of them are just like, wait, are they? Is there going to be something humorous at the end of this one? Because it's just mean, mean, mean. Nope, just ending that way. Okay. I, I told uh, <laughs> I told one of the guys because he's. I said you're on the weed. He said. Not yet, but soon, Dave. Very soon. So I told him to enjoy. At least he's not, you know, smoking up during the workday. Slowing down progress. Very soon at 6 o'clock. But, yeah, he started off with, uh, I'm listening to a replay of the show, only to realize that Dave can't remember the name of the Angels players that always kill the Mariners. (laughs) Prove me wrong. And I did. 
You said boom. Him, you told him Calhoun and Fletcher. Yeah. Yep. That would be absolutely right. All right. We were we were talking. We'll do mean text coming up in less than 15 minutes. So you still have some time. 866-979-3776. Powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. Uh, we were talking about some of the goofy prop bets that are out there. I mean, there are a million of them. It's just amazing what you can you can bet on. Uh, any player smoking a cigar on the field after the game. Well, Joe Burrow's not playing, so. But it's got to be on the. It's emphasized on the field, not in the not in the locker room. I don't think that's going to happen. Was somebody going to run one out to him? I don't know. Yes, is is the favorite. Wow. At uh, minus two hundred. Uh, let's see. How about anyone doing uh, the angel snow angel in the uh, confetti? That's probably on there somewhere afterwards. How about the length of the first touchdown? The over under is six and a half yards. Oh, really? Where would you go with that? I think I'd go. I'd, I'd, I'd go, go over. over. Yeah. Maybe that's the sucker's bet, though, because we both said that, so that means Vegas is probably. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, yeah I, w- I would definitely take the the over. Uh, will either team score in the last minute of the fourth quarter? Last minute. Well, I've predicted that it's going to be a tight game, so I guess I would say yes on that one. No is the favorite, big time. Minus yeah. 1,200. Huh. Yeah, I mean, this is all done based on st- statistics, right, that I, they look at? With I, the well, I, I, I assume so. But as far as, like, Kelsey Bowl mentions and parent show, I'm not sure what the no. formula is for that or national anthem length. Uh, but what what about a more traditional one about MVP? Do you think it always feels like it's going to be the quarterback from the winning team, yeah. doesn't it? I mean, not always, but if you go back through the history of this game, that's the majority. It's the quarterback. Can you, who would – if I'm if I'm looking at the Chiefs, I'm thinking, well, Travis Kelsey, he would be my obvious second to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, uh, well, Eagles, Hurts, AJ yeah. Brown, maybe. You know, going back and looking at, remember, uh, I remember very specifically the in Super Bowl twelve, which I was thirteen, that Harvey Martin and Randy White were co MVPs mm. for Dallas. They're two defensive linemen. And Dallas, I guess, uh, their defense forced eight turnovers in that game. But you're right, Jim Plunkett, Joe Montana, John Riggins. Oh, okay, from Washington. Washington, 166 yeah. yards. Goodness. That's quite the performance there. Uh, Richard Dent, okay. two sacks with uh, with Chicago. But you're right, Phil Sims, Doug Williams, mm-hmm. um, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, Otis Anderson, running back. Giants. How about Mark Rippon? Yeah. Yeah. So um, Brady's won it. Kurt Warner's won it, obviously. But yeah, Larry Brown. Yeah, for the uh, Cowboys. For the Cowboys had two interceptions. Who is the, the player from the the game that you went to, which was uh, the Raiders and Tampa? Uh, was it Brad Johnson? Defense, yeah, but the defensive back that won the MVP. Oh, oh. Um, oh, my God. Was it Dex- uh, Dexter Jackson? No, he was with the right? Cardinals, right? Or maybe it was. Did he go from there to the car? I can't remember. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, Dexter Jackson. Look at me. Oh, I'm patting myself on the back. Uh, quarter... well, I got the first name. Yeah. <laughs> Two first half interceptions for him. And then, you know, we mentioned the Derek Brooks pick six in that game. Yeah. But yeah, and then, you know, for the for the uh, Seahawks, Malcolm Smith. Where Malcolm he, he went Smith. to the Raiders, right? Didn't he go out to the Raiders after the Seahawks? Can't remember. I thought he was. He went to the Forty ers but I, I don't. Because you know, when you get to that point, that's like the field. Yeah. You know. Um. I I remember saying in that game, I thought Doug Baldwin 
was going to be, and he had a, a catch where he like went down at the one or two or somewhere, and like if he'd have scored that mm-hmm. that touchdown, I would have won. It was in just a little, you know, group of uh, people that that we had going. But Von Miller, linebacker, yeah. He's Nick Foles, uh, Julian Edelman. How about that? Uh, how, many, how many does Brady have? One, two, three that I can see right now. So four. Four Super Bowl MVPs. Wow. Seven wins, right? Seven rings? Seven rings, <laughs> four Super Bowl MVPs. Ugh. You can understand why he decided to hang them up. Yeah. What's what's left? What's left to achieve? Yeah. Heinz Ward. That, unfortunately, was in the game that we lost, mm-hmm. Super Bowl Forty. But, yeah, mostly, I mean, it's Peyton, it's Eli. What is Eli two-time? Yeah. Like Eli two-time Super Bowl MVP. So, yeah, that's uh, John Elway was an MVP. Terrell Davis, we were talking to the Georgia guy the other day. So I was my last year in the league. Terrell Davis came in, was drafted by, uh, I think, in the fifth round or something. And wasn't even like a starter at Georgia. And Super Bowl Thirty Two, he wins the uh, the MVP. I saw him down at the Super Bowl Forty Nine, and we talked a little bit. He actually remembered me. Really, I was like only there with one year, one year with him, and uh, maybe he just said he remembered. Me. <laughs> he was just being really nice to you. You know what I remember about him is they they filmed him going up with uh, like the Blue Angels. You know, it was like an in oh, can- yeah. in the yeah whatever you call it in the cockpit, whatever it is, right. the camera there and. They did some move, and he passed out. So you saw him just sitting there, head bobbing, smiling, looking around, or he's got the mask on. Also, you just see the head go limp. The neck goes limp. He's just, oh, man. Just, it was the, could you do that? No. I no, don't think I, I could. The First of all, it's sort of claustrophobic. Yeah, that's why. Pit. Yeah, I was offered to do it, and I was like, no. It's not for I, bigger I, dudes. No, I don't I don't think that would be a good time. Yeah. <laughs> it, it would, yeah. And I think they get somebody up there. They're trying to make you sick or pass out or sure. something. So it was, but that video, I don't know why, that one just, that cracked me up, how it was just so immediate. And I've seen it they, every once in a while, like on Instagram or Twitter, you'll they'll post it of somebody who's on a roller coaster. As they're going up, you see them arms up in the mm-hmm. air, and it's tick, 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 and they get to the top, and they're like, woo, and they're going down, and then all of a sudden, the head's bobbing they're around. Out. They're <laughs> out. They're unconscious. Do you remember who the Super Super Bowl MVP was last year? I would not have remembered this. Is it Stafford or Cooper Cup? There you go. Yeah. Cooper Cup. Yeah, wide receivers, not super, uh, you know, I mean, that's probably the next closest, though, I would say. To quarterback? To quarterback. Um, and it's, you know, rarely... A defensive player. Um, over the last what ten years, it's been Von Miller and Malcolm Smith, and that's hmm. that's it. Everybody else is either quarterback, wide receiver. Maybe this this could be one where the defense gets it though, because yeah. it's all about this Eagles defense and you, the goal, shut down Patrick Mahomes. So yep. if they do that, if somebody goes out there and has a big day, this could be a good a good Super Bowl to bet on the field, if you will. I guess if that's how it goes. Yeah, remember, I think this is the one where Baltimore did they beat. Beat the 49ers maybe in this Super Bowl, but Ray Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. And Ray Lewis was, he, he didn't, oh no, that was the year I think that they were really dominant. And it just says, you know, like a lot of these guys, it's like two interceptions or, you know, for receivers, five catches, one TD. For him, it just says, led a dominant Ravens defense. So nobody really stood out, but he was obviously, man, in his prime, Ray Lewis, oh my God, he could do everything. Yeah, I mean he, he speed, 
you know, come up and hit a guard, drop back, get an interception. I mean, he, he was phenomenal. All right. Coming up, your chance. Mean text. You still have a few minutes. So Go send them slackers. 866-979-3776. Powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. Lefko likes this because they're all coming at you and me. <laughs> He's getting a kick out of this. But you still have a few minutes to get those mean texts in. They're coming your way next with Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports Station on 710. Wyman and Bob. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports Station. Well, you got them riled up, Dave. <laughs> They're coming after you, the texters are. That's not what I meant. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I meant you to go after Lefko. <laughs> There's a lot of Dave Wyman shots here. In, a lot of them. <laughs> look at Lefko smiling. He loves this. He loves it. What do we got there, Lefko? Oh, if, if we didn't have any, we wouldn't have content. So, <laughs> so thank you, Dave, for taking this one for everyone today. Yeah. Uh, slackers, says the guy sitting on the chair speaking into a microphone that can't even give a good show when there's no breaking news. <laughs> I said, all right, let's check your spelling there because it's T-H-E-I-R-S instead of T-H-E-R-E-S. And he says, just fix it for me. <laughs> That's a good response. Uh, Everybody's in on the inanimate object thing. There's a few that came in on that. Yes, I have a good one, actually. Do you have uh, this, the 509? Yeah. Uh, no need to hire a hitman to take out Wyman. Just send him random appliances, and he'll take care of the rest. <laughs> Does anybody need to be updated on that? No. Yeah. There was a bed. There was a dishwasher. There was a treadmill. There was a crouton. Uh, Co- coffee machine almost got you the other day. Oh, well, no, the toaster oven. Oh, the toaster oven, I did burn my finger. <laughs> the coffee machine was not your fault, you said? No. <laughs> None of them are. What Bob. was the crouton? The things, I ah, bit down on a big crouton. Oh, yeah, he cut himself. Oh. Cut the roof of my mouth. <laughs> uh, let's see, mean text. Lefko. 425. It's odd how much Dave makes fun of potheads, considering he's more forgetful and a bigger airhead than any pothead I've ever come across. Maybe, right? maybe I should smoke weed. <laughs> the weed. The- before the show, uh, somebody wanted a um, one of the hillbilly fences. My neighbor's <laughs> goats are invading my yard. My wife said the only thing worse is listening to your show. She said I need a Wyman fence. Can you send me the installation instructions? <laughs> the hillbilly fence. Hmm. Two five three says Dave can't finish his sentences, just like he couldn't finish his tackles. Oh, I oh, see. Now that's just oh, mean. That is just mean. Uh, I should have said interceptions. Now this is funny. Three six zero. I had a good one, then I pulled a Wyman yeah. and forgot. <laughs> read that one. We had a good one from the 206, but it's full of expletives. We can't read oh, no, it. I can read that one. I was going to clean it up later. All right. All right. Go, All right. Go, go for it. Says, Go hey, get Dave. yourself in trouble. Yeah. Have an extra special Friday. Bleep you. Bleep both of you for getting the Pepto diarrhea song stuck in my head <laughs> for over 24 hours. Diarrhea. <laughs> there you go. Hope a big dog takes a big soft serve poop right in your lawn this weekend, and you step in it and fall in your old butt. Leap you. And the beer yeah. drinking Shetland ponies you rode in on. Love you bleeps. All right. Love you too. There we go. We did it. We cleaned it up. Yeah. <laughs> that was quite a different version of yeah. what they wrote. It's like when you're watching those shows that are on you know TBS or TNT, and they so badly yeah, oh. try to... I, I refuse to watch yeah. edited movies on TV. That, it makes me that's nuts. That text was. It makes me nuts. Uh, uh, yeah. 435, I'm not sure where that is, but it says, Hearing your voice on the radio, Wyman, is like waking up from a vasectomy and seeing a male nurse. Hmm. I'm sure the male nurse is very professional. 
Uh, they actually don't knock you out. Did you know that? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys wouldn't know that, would you? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, no, they don't. They just give you something to relax you. I, I'd like to be more than just relaxed. There's no way to be relaxed. I'd like to be unconscious. There uh, is... Four oh, look five. at this. 206. I find you both handsome and intelligent. Thank you. Did That's you send me. that one in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sent that one yeah, in. Thanks, babe. Shannon. <laughs> 425. Your daily show is as traumatic and haunting as the memory of Super Bowl 40. <laughs> Somebody said uh, over under on how many uh, sentences Wyman finishes. <laughs> that would be a good prop bet. Uh, 206 says, how does it feel not to even be worth the effort of someone writing a mean text? <laughs> it's too late. You wrote one. Uh, yeah, we had a similar one to that. Caleb and Everett said, it's because you guys are so bad today that no one wants to hear what you said, and they just gave up. Couldn't send in a mean text. Uh, 253 says, listening to you two is more mean than any text we could send, so we just give up. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot, a lot on those lines. But yeah, we were asking for it. Um, all right, so 425 predicts that uh, we'll have a Super Bowl hangover. 425 says, no show on Monday. Wyman's knocked out by his remote. Bob is disinfecting his house, and Lefko is still munching on his snacks. <laughs> uh, you got to run out of snacks. What do you got? What's on the uh, docket at the Lefko house? Mm. Oh, wait, you're going out, right? I don't know. Because Aren't you a... leaving your house to go watch? What do you call it? Potluck? I don't know. When everyone brings something. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, you're you're going to go do that? Yeah, but I need to know what to bring. Because so. it's something I want to eat myself, but then I'd have to give it away and share it. <laughs> he so. doesn't want to share. Look at Lefko's yeah. going to be like, ah, don't, don't. I didn't bring anything. What if though. I bring two of the same item, like two things? One for you, one for them. One for me and one for everyone Lefko else. doesn't want to share. <laughs> germs, No, right? no, no, that's my dish. That's my dish. Here's, it, here's one I brought for you. You wouldn't want to share food, right? Germs. Well, I wouldn't want people sneezing over it, coughing over it, talking over it. Yeah. I yeah, love the story that you saw a guy at Whole Foods <laughs> sipping oh, the, soup out the, of a ladle. Yeah, old guy was. And that you wanted to go and grab the ladle and hit him on the smack head. Smack him on the head with it. Like, are you serious, man? Yeah. It, it, just no shame. Not not even looking around like, is anybody looking? Just this is how it goes. This is what I'm going to do. Uh, Matt and Mercer Island kind of relate it back to yesterday. He said, having Big John on will be cool, John Schneider. I thought the big announcement, though, was going to be that you got a triple bunk bed so Lefko doesn't have to sleep on the floor in Peoria. Mm-hmm. Here's a good one. Uh, I had a good one. Then I pulled a Wyman and forgot. <laughs> I read that before. <laughs> so did you forget? Even you better. I was, I was trying to make a joke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not very funny. Uh, what else did we get here? I was reading uh, a new mean text. Our guy, out. Adam. Man. I think he's, he's I mean, I think we're preparing. Yeah. He's, uh, he's on that Travis Kelsey party train, I guess. Yeah. So. yeah. Mm. Um, okay, six three. We got a few more left. All right, six three zero says I want permission to start a Dave Wyman fan group, which I'll be president of. I would like to call us the Wyman Weeders. All I ask is you show up to a meeting once a year and yell at us. <laughs> That's a special appearance by Dave Wyman screaming at everybody. Four two five says Dave is the definition of serenity now, insanity later. <laughs> That's Never a, lose with a Seinfeld reference. That's a great Seinfeld yeah. reference. There you go. All right. Any more? Uh, Just make sure some didn't come in under the wire. All right. One more? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. One more here. 253. I have an old Wyman football card. On the back, it said, most likely to be found chewing shoe cleats on the sidelines. 
Still bothered by that image. Thanks, Tops. <laughs> right. Chewing shoe cleats. I don't know what that means. Uh, and then when you were making fun of the, the weed, somebody said, don't harsh my mellow by asking me to be mean to you. Yeah. <laughs> don't harsh my mellow, man. <laughs> well, look, uh, mission accomplished. I manipulated all of you people into doing that. You're weak-minded. <laughs> Uh, okay. All right. Anything else? Well, Nothing. That's, that's all I got. All right. All right. There you <laughs> yeah, go. All right. There you go. All right. That's what we do on Fridays. You guys, you guys, great job coming up big when Dave Wyman started picking on you and poking at you and you guys responded <laughs> in kind. I like it. I like it. Uh, he's always great to catch up with, but especially with the Super Bowl just days away. Uh, Lofa Tutupu is going to join us next year with Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports Station on 710.